Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Nope! It's Bobby the Boomer! Bobby the Boomer! Hey! Bobby! Bobby boy! Yes, Grandpa! Go fix it the world! Here's Bobby! This is Bobby the Boomer coming to you, my baby boomer buddies. An aspect of love is forgiveness. In the model prayer, also known as the Lord's Prayer, we're told to ask, forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Exactly what does that mean? Well, that's what I want to talk about today. Forgiveness. So how about you? Are you getting a little rest today? Today I want to talk about forgiveness. I've been thinking about a lot of things that are going on. I've been watching the news. Lots and lots of evil in this world. A lot of evil things being done to innocent people. And a lot of just bad things. Also, if you look through all of it, you can see some awesome examples of love. Yep, that's right. Love is an important aspect of forgiveness or forgiveness is a very important aspect of love we've all done things i don't know anybody at least i got my hand up maybe both of them but i'm driving so i don't gotta keep one hand on the wheel but i've done a lot of things in my life that i wish i hadn't and i've done and hurt people that i wish i hadn't and i've had to go to them and ask for forgiveness some folks you can never go and ask for forgiveness but you can change your heart you can change your ways some people you need to forgive that have done you wrong now there's a lot of things very important about forgiveness forgiveness is good to get and forgiveness is good to give. It's powerful both ways because when you get it, it frees you up, doesn't it? When you're carrying stuff you wish you hadn't done and the person that you offended or hurt or sinned against, however you want to term it, when they say, I forgive you, it just lightens the load considerably. I've had people in my life where I've gone to, I've done things to, and I've apologized to, I've made restitution or made up to them as best I could with what I could, and the best way to do that is show that you've changed and you're not going to do what it was you did before again, ever again. And I felt that release, that freedom when you go to God. In my beliefs, I go to God. I don't know of any other religion, and I looked at others. There's religions where you do penance. There's other religions where you just keep coming back as something else, something else, something else till you get it right. There's other religions that uh, God is always mad and he doesn't forgive ever. You just get punished and always have to live under his thumb, and under his anger and under his disapproval and unhappiness. Uh, they're God anyhow. But in the Christian religion, we're told not only to forgive, but well, we can receive forgiveness. Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament and he was a terrorist in his days. He was running around killing anybody that converted from Judaism. The religion he was trained to be a Pharisee of Pharisees. And he had a fervor to get people straight because he thought they were blaspheming God and he would go ahead and kill them. He had a reputation to win when he was converted. People were going, oh, it must be a trap. We let him in here. He's going to hurt us. But God used him, forgave him for what he did, and he used him to write the majority of the New Testament. So forgiveness is a powerful thing, like I said, both ways. 
I've been noticing, I've mentioned on the previous shows, that Facebook, I've been calling it face-off because a lot of folks that call themselves believers or Christians, they're posting a lot of negative and nasty things about just about everything, all sorts of political uh, agendas and things that have happened that they just don't like or people they don't like their lifestyles. Now, am I saying it ain't a sin? No, I'm not going to get into that debate. What I'm saying is they're not being a very good representation of Jesus Christ who loved all men. He loved the sinners. He loved the saints. He came for the sick. He didn't come for the ones that were healthy and whole, and he loved them into the kingdom. So aren't we supposed to follow his example? Now, he said in the model prayer where it says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Now, just what does that mean? You're asking God to forgive you the way you forgive folks that have hurt you. You forgive me, God, for the things I've done and done wrong and messed up the same way that I'm forgiven the folks that have done me wrong. It's kind of like how you judge, you'll be judged. Mentioned that in a previous episode. So if you judge harshly, you're going to be judged harshly. If you give out harsh, mean, old judgments on people, well, it'll come back to you. What goes around comes around. What you sow, you certainly will reap. You plant hate, you're going to reap hate. You plant judgment, you're going to get judgment. You plant unforgiveness, you're going to get unforgiveness. So it's very important not only to seek God's forgiveness, but it's also very important that you seek forgiveness of those that you've offended. Because if you forgive them, then your Father in heaven will forgive you. That's the other part of that prayer. Some folks call it the the Our Father. Some folks call it the Lord's Prayer. I call it the example prayer that Jesus gave. If you want to really know what the super-duper Lord's Prayer was, it's in John 16 and 17 on the night that he was betrayed when he died for us on the cross during Passover. He talked after the meal, after he washed the feet, after he gave the new covenant symbols of bread and wine. He talked about the future. He talked about what was going to happen. He talked about his followers and followers to come. So read that if you get a chance. But in the model prayer or the Our Father or the example prayer in Matthew 6, that's where you'll find it in verse 12. That's where it says, Father, forgive me my sins as I forgive those who have sinned against me. In verses 14 and 15, it says, For if you forgive folks their trespasses or sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others of their trespasses and sins, then neither will your Father forgive your sins. So I think it's kind of important to forgive others if you want to be forgiven. Uh, Sounds pretty cut and dry there, pretty clear. And why is that? Well, that's because it's a heart matter. Now, some folks say God has these old harsh, old nasty laws, and he just makes things too hard, too difficult. But really, if you're carrying unforgiveness and hatred around, who's the one that suffers? If somebody did you wrong and they're a nasty person, you know, I don't think they care. I don't think they sleep bad at night. I think they sleep very well because they're not thinking about you. They're not thinking about what they did to you. They don't care. If they're nasty, evil, rotten people, they're thinking about who they can hurt next and how. So for you just being unforgiven and being all upset about it, it's not hurting them. It's hurting you. 
and it'll stress you out. Anybody that's carried unforgiveness and resentment and those kind of things and anger and hatred, I did that for a number of years with a number of people. I'm not going to get into those stories some other time, maybe, but it just wore me out. I finally realized that it isn't hurting anybody except myself. So once I let it go, gave it to God and gave it up, gave up the anger, gave up the resentment, gave up just the unforgiveness. Man, it was as light as when I had asked somebody else for forgiveness and they forgave me. It really does work. You need to give it a try. And then you'll know that if you forgive others for their sins, God will forgive you for yours. You need to give that a try too. You're going to be so much better off. You're going to be light. You're going to be free. I want to end the show with an example of awesome forgiveness, awesome Christ-likeness, because we are, as Christians, supposed to be like Christ. We're supposed to follow his example, do what he said and do what he did. If you let me keep my commandments, then you will do what he did to be just like him. So I want to give a good example because we have plenty of bad examples on Facebook, face-off, whatever you want to call it, social media, on the news, all over the place. But how about a good example? It was a bad thing that happened. There was a shooting down in South Carolina in an AME church, which is African Methodist Episcopal Church. It was the Emanuel AME, and it was in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm sure a whole lot of folks heard about that, where nine people were shot by this young fellow who had his issues about fear and racial issues, racial hatred. I don't know what happened to him as a kid, but he couldn't let it go, and he thought that if he killed these people somehow, he was going to right or wrong. Well, I don't think so, but that's not what I want to talk about because God's going to deal with him. What was amazing, though, is while there were all sorts of folks saying all sorts of things about everything, trying to stir up hate, trying to stir up issues between the races, trying to stir up a lot of just stuff, the folks, the very folks that went to Emmanuel A.M.E., the folks that went there, the Christians, the believers that had family members shot, that lost their very own family members at the hand of this young murderer. They went to where he was being held, and they forgave him. They openly and publicly said to him, I forgive you for what you did. That's powerful. I watched that and was amazed. I marveled and Although it was a sad, very sad occasion, a very, very sad thing that happened, an awful crime, I just marveled at the Christ-likeness of these people that they were able to say, I forgive you, when others that weren't even involved, that weren't in, didn't lose family members, they were wanting to do all sorts of nasty things to this young man, and they're Christian, or they claim to be Christians, not acting very Christ-like at all. Now, I don't know why in the United States of America, the Western Church, we seem to think that once you become a Christian, everything goes away, all your problems, all your troubles, there's no more trials. I don't think they've got to the part in the Bible, or maybe they're not reading the Bible a whole lot because Jesus told them in what I was saying in the Lord's Prayer when he was getting ready to be crucified, he said, it's going to happen to you too. He said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Kind of makes you not want to join up, right? For those that aren't believers and stuff, but that's not what I'm talking about because there's a whole lot bigger reward and a whole lot bigger thing. If you have a cause, if you have something that means something more than just his everyday life. I can't describe. Uh, what would you pay for that? Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we could be in his family. He paid the ultimate, ultimate price. 
because what he saw in front of him was a family of God for all mankind to have a way for us to be in the family. These folks forgave him, and I was just amazed that they were able to be just like Christ, that they actually got it, that they understood what Jesus said. You know, Jesus said, you know them by their fruit. We go by individuals. God works with us as individuals. We have a personal relationship with the Lord. We have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. It's a personal thing. It's between you and him. What he gives you to understand is between you and him. What he gives you to do is between you and him. So these other things, well, we'll talk about them some other day. But what I want to say is for these folks in Charleston, South Carolina, in Emmanuel African Methodist Church, the AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, I want to just praise the Lord God for you. Praise your understanding that you can be Christ-like in the midst of a horrible thing. I know he'll bless you. I know, I know it'll all be okay. But I want to say to those that are listening, if you can look into that, it's on YouTube. If you can listen to these folks, that's what being Christ-like, that's what forgiveness is all about. That's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. If you believe what Jesus said and who he is and who he said he was, then if you want to be a follower of Christ, then we got to do a little bit better in the forgiveness department. I'm going to work on that myself, and I hope you work on that for those that need to. For those that don't, well, God bless you. I hope you're having a good, restful day. I hope you all are, and I'm hoping you're having a good, restful day. And no matter whether you're listening during the Sabbath or during the weekday, whatever it is, daytime, nighttime, afternoon time, I wish you the very best. And until next time, God bless and goodbye.